0: From the Anajar and Levine
1: Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. I'm about to just crack some tequila right now and get the weekend started. Let's get it, man. Christian Cat, Silent Assassin, if we could have some intense, dramatic polo music, please. Theo, they are underway in Wellington at the USPA National Polo Center. The FIP World Polo Championships, the semi-finals, Argentina, the defending champions against the young, upstart United States of America. Again, just underway in Wellington at the USPA National Polo Center, Argentina and the USA, Uruguay and Spain. They will start at four o'clock Eastern time and the championship match of the FIP World Polo Championship will be Sunday at 3 p.m. Make your plans to be up at the USPA National Polo Center for the FIP World Polo Championship. Only the second time that it's been played on American soil and it is right in your backyard in Wellington. The best polo players in the world in the most prestigious international tournament, the FIP World Polo Championships. Again, just underway in Wellington, Argentina and the USA. And at 4 o'clock, get out there. Start your weekend off right, have some drinks, and watch the horses, watch the intensity, watch the drama between Uruguay and Spain. And don't miss the championship match on Sunday at 3 p.m., the FIP World Polo Championship. Go to uspolo.org, that's uspolo.org, to find out more and get your tickets to see the FIP World Polo Championships. Now, I have plans tomorrow. I have my tickets. I will be at Florida State and Miami tomorrow. By the way, just announced before we went on the air, a sellout tomorrow night mm. at Hard Rock Stadium between a clash of two mids <laughs> in the ACC, Miami and Florida State. Now, one of the storylines is this is my tailgate redemption uh, redemption tour because uh, uh, three weeks ago, well, four weeks ago at this point, I went to Miami, North Carolina during an FAU bye week and... Uh, I lasted about an hour and a half at the tailgate, drank way too much tequila, and was sleeping through the third quarter. Mm, 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 mm. So uh, Stone and I discussed how I was going to uh, recalibrate uh, a game plan. I'm going to stick primarily to beer so that I can Mm. handle the occasional shot that comes and not make uh, tequila or any liquor my base. Drink at the tailgate tomorrow, and I think I'm going to be set. Well, first think I'm going to be good. Don't you? Don't you?
2: I mean, we talked about the food thing. This yeah, is seven thirty kickoff. Yeah,
1: uh, seven thirty kickoff. I said seven o'clock, right? Seven thirty kickoff, yeah. and uh, the gates open at three thirty. So you're right. The food's going to be a major component. Now, this is where I'm going to have to be really smart because on Saturdays I always do a long run. Uh, it's just sort of my Saturday tr- tradition. Clear the head, especially after today um do like 10 11 12 miles whatever get my fitness in my cardio in uh but i also an added wrinkle to this i have to mow the lawn tomorrow mm. so in the heat spending a good portion of my morning and early afternoon doing that you'll be drained yeah, yeah yeah. so i'll be drained so that's even emptier of a stomach i'm gonna need to carb up i'm gonna need to load up at home before i even get to the tailgate. so you're right that's a key component of this, the key to me remembering walking into the stadium, taking my seat, and maybe staying awake all four quarters tomorrow at Hard Rock Stadium. You're right. So that all of that has been taken into account. And then there's the actual game. There's the, I think actually for me, the can Ken stay sober enough to stay conscious might be more uh, of an interest to some than the actual game tomorrow night. Jake Garcia, it appears, taking on Florida State. Mm, mm. Uh, you're going to be there, right? You're covering it. Yeah, I'll be covering it specifically because,
2: not just because it's a battle of two ACC contenders, right? Mm. I'm also covering it mainly because uh, Jordan Travis, Benjamin alum, is is leading those Florida State Noles. So we'll cover it from that angle, the local angle, on WPTV and WFLX Fox 29.
1: So the line is just over a touchdown in favor of Florida State. Yeah. Miami is a home dog by a touchdown, at least. In a rivalry game. In a rivalry game Sick. to Florida State. So... You've got two programs, while they're still sort of similar from a record standpoint, they're in much different situations. Mike Norvell, year three. They beat Miami last year. Dramatic game uh, that they came back and won. And it was Jordan Travis who was a hero in that game, fourth and 14. And now you've got Miami who came in uh, ranked. Everybody thought Mario Cristobal. With these guys, wow, this is going to be surely a ticket to Charlotte for the ACC title game. Mm. And instead, all we're hearing now is rebuild, 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 rebuild. Oh, the previous staff left us nothing. Rebuild, all things that never came up in the offseason at all, at all. I'm just curious in importance level between Miami and Florida State where each program are at. If one is least important, five is very important. When it comes to Miami – where do you rate that? One being least important, five being very important. How important is tomorrow for Miami? And I'm going to say a three. I think it's right in the middle because it's clear that those who have the power are going to back Cristobal and say, ah, oh, this is a rebuild. Hey, this is what happens. Uh, he was left with nothing. Uh, Mario Cristobal is, is going to say, we're trying to work on culture. We're doing all those things, never mind the fact that the offense is unwatchable. Josh Gaddis has been a dud so far as the offensive coordinator with the Canes. But I think there are some fans that are frustrated. There are some fans, there's bad, and then there's bad, bad. There's no fun bad here. There's no bad here. The offense is bad, bad with Miami. And I think Canes fans are a little frustrated that there doesn't seem to be any progress other than on the recruiting trail yeah. on a week-to-week basis. It doesn't suggest that Mario Cristobal can maximize what's on a roster, it doesn't suggest that three years from now we're going to be talking about the Canes at a potential playoff situation like I think was assumed. This might be a four- or five-year situation. And Canes fans we know aren't patient. I do think there's a little bit of pressure tomorrow on the Canes to actually come out and compete a little bit because if this gets away from the Canes... There's going to be some teeth gnashing going on in South Florida. A three is is low,
2: especially coming from you, Ken.
1: You think a three is low? Uh, I think that we're going to get from Canes fans a lot of ones or twos. Ah, oh, it doesn't mean anything. It's just uh, it's a rivalry game. Yeah, uh, just go out and compete.
2: They're protecting themselves from what they believe and probably rightfully so to be. Um, they're on the precipice of getting their tails whipped by their rivals at home.
1: You think the Canes can get drubbed tomorrow?
2: I think that's why any Canes fan might say this is a one or a two. This is a five. This This is a five? This game game on Saturday at home against FSU is a five.
1: And this is coming from a Canes fan in Theo Dorsey. Yes.
2: This game, matters, and and it matters, I'm not going to, if they lose by one or two points, if it's close, comes down to the end, Jordan Travis has another heroic play and the Noles win, sure, you can brush that off, hey, it's a rebuilding year. If the Canes go out there and look as flat as they've looked all year and Florida State comes in and covers, not just beats them, but covers, it is going to be a lot more pandemonium than I think you're anticipating because not only is this... I mean, again, the one bright side, the one silver lining to this whole season is well, at least Mario Cristobal and the Canes recruiting staff have, have got that going right. At least we've got... If you lose to your rival at home or get embarrassed to Florida State second straight year at home this time under Mario Cristobal, the guy that again... Remember, Tyler Van Dyke, he alluded to us at ACC kickoff in Charlotte that the reason why... We were able to have this Mario Cristobal era is because of the fact we lost to Florida State. That we lost to Florida State. Blessing in disguise at that point. Yeah, so we were rejoicing in that before the year. Now, if Mario Cristobal comes in here, has the year he's already had, already he's been embarrassed at home by Middle Tennessee State. If you also get embarrassed at home against Florida State. He's
1: been embarrassed at home by Duke, too. yeah,
2: that's, I mean, (laughs) sorry for overlooking that one. (laughs) I apologize. Uh. I, I Ranking my embarrassing home losses this year, I, I apologize. Middle Tennessee 1, Duke 2. If Florida State also like piggybacks on that and whips Miami's tail, this is a 5.
1: I guess how important this year is bowl
2: eligibility to Miami? It also would knock Miami out of – because if they don't win this game, they have to win it's out, It's going right? to
1: be a tough path. They'd have well, to win out. They've got Georgia Tech. They have four wins, so they'd have Georgia Tech next week. Yeah. Then they have Clemson, then they have Pitt.
2: Oh yeah, cuz they squeaked out the win against Virginia. So they right. did get that win on the road, so, which was
1: But if you lose to Florida State, then the only game left on the schedule where you say, "All right, that's that's a win for Miami," is Georgia Tech. Yeah. They're going to be underdogs against Clemson and underdogs against Pitt. I just But if we're here in rebuild, the excuse rebuild, then does bowl eligibility matter? Like, But you say a five. Canes fan Theo, five. And I do think it'll be damaging to Mario if he doesn't get a bowl in year one. But how willing are we to just say, oh, well, that's just Mario year one. This was to be expected.
2: Miami is still a team that should be expected to be in a bowl game, for one. That's Even no in a rebuild, no even in its what. worst years, Miami is a team that's expected to be in bowl games. So if you do not get bowl eligibility, that is a big problem for the Miami Hurricanes this year, and it also hurts recruiting as well. Like at some point, recruits are going to look up, whether it be one, whether it be five or ten, are going to look up and say, "Do I want to join what looks like dysfunction right there?" When I have these other offers on the table, well, I they can I, have.
1: I mean, he Mario Cristobal did pull a five star just a couple of days after getting blown out at home by Duke.
2: But if you get blown out at home against Florida State,
1: that does that's a different dynamic. It is
2: a huge, like especially because like you're in
1: competition for some of these guys with Florida State.
2: Yeah, like, honestly, the Duke loss is almost forgivable. Like, that game didn't really matter because Miami, again, is already out of contention for the ACC. They obviously didn't look like they gave a damn about that game in the first place, and they got drubbed. People will forget that Duke lost in two years. They won't forget if Florida State marches in here in a down year and beats the hell out of them at home in the same year that they lost to Middle Tennessee State in year one of the crystal ball era, especially if they also go on to not go to a bowl game. This game, this weekend, matters.
1: I say one to five, one being least important, five being very important. A win over Florida State for Miami tomorrow is a three. It is a three on that scale. But Theo's going full-fledged five. got to send a message. This has been a listless year. There have been many embarrassing, boring moments. This is the Super Bowl for them right now. This is the season for the Canes. It is a five for them. Under the lights, prime time to beat their rivals at Hard Rock Stadium. How important is tomorrow for the Canes to beat Florida State? One least important, five most important. Where are you rating it? 888-760-3776. 760 3776 You can tweet at KLV1063. That's eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. 760 3776 I know for Canes fans, too, I, I, I really want them to fight apathy. But I have felt apathy really seeping in for Canes fans at times. Like, they're going to get up for this, but if you do get drubbed by Florida State, like, you're hoping that there's one hell of an offseason to get rid of the, the apathy. Because, again, the Canes have been a struggle, but they've also been boring. It's very easy yeah. to get apathy and say, oh, and the Canes, meh. And I've felt that a little bit from the Canes fan base as these losses have piled up. And not just, like, who gets excited over what happened in Virginia last week? Nobody. No one. I mean, that was still a death march to watch with Jake Garcia just kind of out there. I, I still think it's a three, though, because I know that Cristobal is going to get a long, long leash because they spent a lot of money and hyped him up big, 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 and they love when he talks about Cafecito. They love it, <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it.
2: Um, no, but, nobody's saying that this is going to determine Cristobal's job, though. Even as a five, it's
1: not going to determine his job. I think there this might be important for Josh Gaddis. I suppose yeah. I'll say three for the Canes. I do think that, and think about how low Josh Gattis' stock has fallen Man. since he got hired. He, it is clear that he needs a bunch of five-star dudes on the offensive line like Michigan has for him to maximize what he is as an offensive coordinator. I think tomorrow is actually against a rival with a backup quarterback playing. Can you actually scheme yourself into success? Because he has been completely unable to scheme the Canes into any sort of proficiency at any point this year. I think tomorrow actually is maybe a four or five for the prospects of Josh Gattis being the offensive coordinator in year two. And
2: he, he's a he's a easy target because the offenses look so bad but if you if, if we want to go back and remember the receiving core decimated the running back core but was still, depleted before we even but, got into the season Theo, this is and now of, the court we're on a backup quarterback okay, so uh, but you're
1: right he hasn't been good. Lane Kiffin Lane Kiffin would still put up 400 yards of yeah, offense yeah, yeah. with a backup quarterback and a bunch of banged up wide receivers.
2: Maybe Josh Gaddis isn't the guy that makes, like he's not a floor raiser, but he's a ceiling raiser type of guy. Like maybe you do need the talent there for him to work with it because he has shown that he cannot raise the floor of the poor talent and the poor, like we, we the offensive, it's a, it, we're on Jake Garcia and, and who's the top two or three receivers that he has and. it? The running backs that we were supposed to come into the season with were supposed to be totally different guys than what you right. have now, and the offensive line is not as good.
1: I, it, this is the thing. It's Yes, I know there has been injuries, but even when there weren't injuries, they it's were not like head. things looked spectacular. It, nothing has looked I good. I mean, even from, week one against Bethune-Cookman, I asked you, what do you think? And you're like, man, the offense took a while to get going. And then it was the same thing um, against Southern Miss. I just thought they weren't showing
2: their cards back then. I thought it was like these yeah. are, teams were beneath us.
1: No, it, it, it was Josh Gaddis working with a full house. <laughs> Like, and that's what he was able to muster. I've been wildly unimpressed with Josh Gaddison. and maybe it's because I was spoiled for three years watching Lane Kiffin take a team that had done nothing but win three games for three consecutive seasons and pull that offense out of the muck and then turn it into an unstoppable juggernaut at the midpoint of the season and roll to an undefeated Conference USA title, and then Lane Kiffin going to Ole Miss and inheriting all of that and retooling it this year to a still very dangerous machine without Matt Corral. Meanwhile... You had Tyler Van Dyke, Heisman candidate, sure mm. thing, first round pick, and Josh Gaddis really has done nothing but hurt his his draft prospects. And now yeah. the injury is not going to help. Yeah, well, it, I I have just maybe I'm being unfair to him, but I have not been impressed with Josh Gattis in the slightest. He's done nothing to impress
2: anybody. Number one, and the Canes as a whole have done that. Even defensively, they've. I mean, you let Middle Tennessee hang like 45 on them, like and 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 Duke. And yeah, Duke, and Duke as well. High power Duke offense at your house. You let these guys have career days against you. Nothing about Miami has been impressive on the field, and that's why I think this Saturday is that much more important because it is now rivalry week. You know what they say: throw the records out. It's you know they they're familiar with each other. They hate each other. This is for bragging rights for 365 days. All of that stuff is going to be what is baked into this game. And you're seven and a half point underdogs
1: at home. Let me post underdogs. this to you, just from a Florida State perspective, though. You've beaten LSU. Yep. That was your, your signature win of the season. right? That, that looked good when it happened, too. Um, you've had some good wins to hang your hat on this year. You've blown out some teams. Does that all get washed away with a loss to Miami, or has Mike Norvell generated enough goodwill because of how well Florida State played at the beginning part of the year that this would just be a slight hiccup?
2: That's tough. That's a tough question because I'm not as tapped in with how the nose feel, but I feel like Mike Norvell's job is
1: safe this year. Like you beat LSU. You went on the road and beat Louisville. You should have beaten NC State on the road. You hung around with Clemson. Like, I think Mike Norvell is good enough to keep that job. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is a good- I, I think he has he's going to avoid the tagger treatment because he does have that signature win. Like yeah. he. He has generated enough goodwill, but I'm curious, too. Let's extend it to Florida State, one through five. Least important to very important, how important is tomorrow to Florida State? And I say a four. I think there's more pressure on Florida State because Norvell in years three, the roots should be there. Mm -hmm. That offense, Jordan Travis is statistically one of the most efficient passers in all of college football. I I don't care if you're on the road. This is the worst Miami team, I think, in 15 years. Yeah, you got to beat them. You got to be. I think it's a four, and I'm not saying Novell's going to lose his job, but I can understand Florida State boosters being a little bit upset and at least reaching for the buyout checkbook if something goes awry tomorrow night. I say three for the Canes, a three in a scale of one to five, least important to most important, is the pressure rating for Miami tomorrow night against Florida State. I'll give FSU a four. Theo says it's a five in terms of importance. For Miami, where are you putting Florida State? That's
2: a tougher one for me um, to gauge because I haven't given it much thought on their side of the fence. But I would say, just off the top of my head, I would give it like a two. Because I don't think that this, a win or a loss at that stage at Miami, is going to really impact anything for them recruiting-wise or Mike Norvell's job security. I think he's pretty solid right now.
1: Where are you ranking at one through five, least to most important to very important Miami against Florida State tomorrow. Win for Miami. How important is it? A win for Florida State. How important is it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Kevin in West Palm is on Ken LeVica Live. What's up, Kev?
0: Yo, fellas. What's going on today? How are you, brother? All right. I'm,
1: a, I'm an avid
0: Canes fan. I love the Canes like I love my children. This is a Category 5. We must mm. oh, win wow. this game. All. Through all the comments I've been seeing on social media after we had all these disappointing losses and how we got smoked, you know, on TV, at home. I think everybody's just thinking, just beat Florida State and we'll be fine.
1: Interesting. Just beat
0: Florida State, rebuild, and we'll be well, fine. Well, let me ask you Nobody's then. Nobody's getting fired.
1: Let me ask you then, since since you, you think this is a five, this is extremely important, take care of Florida State, and hey, whatever happens the rest of the year, things are kosher. Good times were set. What if... What if, and it's a a seven-and-a-half-point line right now, what if the Canes lose by double digits at home to Florida State? What if a Duke happens or a Middle Tennessee State happens? Do you start having some doubts about your coach, your boy, the savior?
0: Absolutely not. I think um, my offensive coordinator is a dumpster fire, and (laughs) I think they need to get rid of him. But I do think that Mario Cristobal does have great intentions for the program, he just need to get great people around them. You know what I mean? you got to get people that's with the same kind of winning culture in Miami as far as the recruits are concerned. But I think the offensive coordinator should have been fired after, the, uh, after that last disappointing loss that we got. So Josh, Gattis,
1: like, Josh Gattis is taking the, uh, the yeah. heat right now and appreciate the call. For Miami, how important is tomorrow against Florida State to win? Least important, one. Very important, Five. Also, do the same for Florida State, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, that's 888-760-3776. Let me tell you about EDS Air Conditioning, EDS is, yes, a train comfort specialist, it's hard to stop a train, they've been doing it since 2006, they are servicing Palm Beach County and surrounding areas because you always need an AC that's functioning and working to its prime potential here in South Florida Tomorrow night, by the way, kickoff temperature are going to be in the low 80s. And we're talking first week of November, and that AC, if you're going to watch the game at home, yeah, it's going to need to be on, and it's going to need to be running. And good news for you right now, it's the blowout sale. Through the end of the year, supplies are limited, so you're going to have to act now. It's the blowout sale. All in-stock units, you can get a rebate up to $750 off. All in-stock units, AC units right now at EDS Air Conditioning. Please, I'm telling you, fellow citizens of South Florida, take advantage of this if you think your AC is on the way out. EDSAirConditioning.com. EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That's EDSAirConditioning.com. Tomorrow night, Miami. Florida State I'll be there and hopefully not sleeping through the third quarter how important is this game for Miami to beat Florida State on a scale of one to five one least important five very important same thing for Florida State 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 we'll take your calls when we come back he's Theodore WPTV News Channel 5 WFLX Fox 29 I'm Ken Levick I'm live on ESPN 106.3
2: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach,
1: you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Theo, you're going to be busy this weekend.
2: I'm always busy every weekend, Ken. But more specifically this Sunday, and I want you to join me. Use your skills to compete in the Bud Light football face-off when a Bud Light Ultimate tailgate package, including a cooler, beer, Bluetooth speaker, Bud Light tailgate power system, and more. And it's happening this Sunday at November 6th at ER Bradley's in West Palm Beach from 2 to 4. You know the place. Come play games, drink beer, watch football. Must be 21+. plus For official rules, visit ESPNWestPalmContest.com. Brought to you by Southern Eagle, who reminds you to drink responsibly.
1: Miami Florida State tomorrow night 7:30 Hard Rock Stadium and uh, right now the Canes are about a touchdown and a half favorite at home to FSU rating 1 through 5 1 being the least important 5 being very important just how important is tomorrow night beating Florida State for Miami 8887603776 8887603776 I say it's a 3 But Theo says full-fledged, give me five, five. Miami's got to get the job done or else you're starting to look at an absolute unequivocal failure of a season for Miami, and he doesn't feel good really about anything that's transpired in 2022. Before we head to the phones, let's get to our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Oh, no. There's a man down. Jonathan Taylor has been ruled out. He will not play the Colts running back against the Patriots, so make sure that you change your fantasy team accordingly In for maybe the three Colts fans that are down here in (laughs) Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast, well, just know that Jonathan Taylor, your outstanding running back, will not play. Didn't practice again today and just moments ago ruled out. He missed all three practices this week with an ankle injury, so Jonathan Taylor, Indianapolis Colts running back, is out this weekend when Indy takes on the Patriots, and that is the Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Report, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho today. For more information, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care's office is conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. Let's get to Mike in Palm Beach Gardens. Mike is on Ken LeVick Alive. What's going on, Mikey?
0: Hey, how we doing, fellas? Good. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Big time Canes fan. I just moved down here about a year and a half ago from Atlanta uh, in dog country. So big time Kane fan. Um, I would agree with the following caller. Uh, I think it's a five, man. Uh, someone's got to get fired. You know, I hate to go back at the offensive coordinator based off of his awards, you know, but the pass is the pass. And I believe two years ago against uh, Georgia, uh, he laid an egg as well in that game calling a ball game. So um, we got to come out motivated. we got to show that this is a rivalry game. I want to see some passion. Whether we lose by seven over the spread or not, we got to show that this is and means something to us because this is the biggest game and why you come to
1: Miami. So. Mike, appreciate it. And I do think that what was most concerning to me about Duke – and Middle Tennessee State, is just how listless and non-competitive it did look. Almost a disinterest, and I'm not one to read body language or anything like that, but just merely from a production standpoint, how vastly they were outplayed, those were two of the most faceplant, listless performances you're going to find from a Miami Hurricanes football team in recent memory.
2: Yeah, it was sick. It's sick, and also I think it didn't pass Stone's vibe check either. So that's, no, that was there the was biggest no, criticism.
1: Stone, endlessly positive. No good vibes that yeah. came off of that at all. None. Mm. Absolutely mm-hmm. none. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel like just maybe there are some in my camp who believe that Josh Gaddis is a bit of a problem. <laughs> maybe, just maybe. It's come up with everybody we've talked to so far. The offense has looked just, I mean, worse than last year. Yeah. Worse than last year's. And again, I am I am all for maximizing talent. But they don't have that's what I'm looking for. They they have a – there's the talent isn't
2: out there. I think that's the one thing that we have to keep reminding ourselves of But it of, should be
1: enough to beat Duke and beat Middle Tennessee State. It should. It should. Like that's my point.
2: It's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. But also let's not forget the defense gave up forty five in each of those games. But also that didn't help. a lot of times it was because the offense turned it over and the defense was on its own twenty. So yeah. It's, eight, it's hand in hand right now.
1: Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Let's go to West Palm, and that's where we find Anthony. What's up,
0: Anthony? Hey, how you doing, guys? What up? Yeah, I think uh, Florida State's gonna blow him out tomorrow.
1: <laughs> you think they're gonna blow him out tomorrow? Oh God.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's gonna probably gonna be uh, like it's gonna probably be like forty nine to like seven.
1: 40, nice. Are you are you an FS are you an FSU guy?
0: Yeah, man, go nose all the way. <laughs> That's
1: what I. So, so let me ask you. Let me ask you. If FSU somehow loses to Miami, how are you feeling about year three of Mike Norvell? The highs of highs beating LSU and then you lose to Miami. Yeah, how do you I, balance? I, that?
0: I think. I think. I think we're doing pretty well than the Hurricanes because after this week, the Hurricanes they got to play uh, uh, Georgia Tech, but they got to play Clemson pretty right. soon. So if they don't, if they don't figure out how to compete in this game. Uh, I think you guys are going to stay home for both seasons.
2: I have a question, though. What's the worst loss, Middle Tennessee State or Jacksonville State?
0: Uh, Middle, Middle Tennessee
1: State. <laughs> uh, bringing back bad memories. <laughs> I just back want to remind him where he, where he recently memories. came from. That's all I want to <laughs> Where he yeah. came from. Anthony, I appreciate the call. We'll stay in West Palm. We'll go from Anthony to Tony on Ken LeVica Alive. What's up, Tony?
0: What up, what up, what up? Yo, I heard I heard y'all was talking about Miami, so I just called in real quick. I think it was something about what the game that's about to pop off. Yeah, right? what
1: hey Tony, let me one through five, least important to very important. How important is it for Miami to beat Florida State tomorrow?
0: Three. I'll say three yeah. would be where I would be at. And I think you know what? I think what's gonna happen is you're gonna see the the you know the the knights of the round table show up like uh, Michael Irvin, Portis, you know, all these cats going to show up. Uncle Luke's going to show up. And Miami's going to be Florida State University is where I'm going with it. You know what I mean? And, I yo, him. not for nothing, Miami should, uh, If we, we, you saw my firing somebody, too, before. They should hire somebody. They should bring Uncle Luke on on deck with the coaching squad. You know what I mean? Bring some of that 2 live crew energy from back in the day. Uh-huh. Rest in peace, you know, rest in peace, fresh kid ice. You know what I mean? And get Miami popping once more.
1: <laughs> Tony, the the day that Mario Cristobal hires Uncle Luke is the day that the apocalypse <laughs> strikes the planet.
0: <laughs> hey yo, rest in peace. Rest in peace to Takeoff as well. God bless everybody. Peace. Amen, Tony. Yes,
1: Appreciate you. I I don't I don't know a path to Miami victory tomorrow, but I do know it's a rivalry game. I do think they're going to get up. Yeah, and it's a sellout and it's going to be loud, and there's going to be that typical, uh, especially with it being a night game. The night game does Florida State no favors at all. Yeah, It being a night game does Florida State no favors because that place in that game gets weird when the lights come on. Yeah. For that game. And if this was noon, which I thought it was going to be, or four, different story. But Miami at night with Florida State coming in, I think that that overcomes a lot of matchup deficiencies that might take place
2: yeah Florida State has the better team but again this is uh we're dealing with 18 to 22 year old kids in a rivalry game two teams whose season really doesn't matter much outside of this game going forward so just you just really don't know what to expect and with Florida State being a seven and a half point favorite in this one I just I can see a world in which Miami pulls out a win, but also I can see a world in which, like we, we heard earlier, Miami gets beat 49-7. to Nothing will surprise me out of what happens Saturday night.
1: These social media streets, we get super ugly if the Canes get blown out tomorrow night. Yeah. Ooh, but, but yeah. again, Florida State, what do you know about that Miami Hurricanes West lot tailgating in prime time? What do you know about that? Because I guarantee you, they're not ready for that. Yeah, You're not built for that. You're not ready for that. I'm telling you, I'll be there. Not to kill it up, but I'll be bearded up. Let's go. Beard up. Beard up. All right, Let's no. go. Uh, and I might just bring my beautiful Kia K5 GT from Greenway Kia West Palm Beach into that west lot. Well, I don't know why, because it's bold. It has guts. And I'm bringing it in. It's going to be part of the tailgate tomorrow night. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Where is it at, Ken? Well, let me tell you. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. And it is where, and bless them, I totally forgot that I needed uh, my annual tune-up from Greenway Kia West Palm Beach on my Kia K5 GT. And so I just ignored it. And they gave me a call, said, Ken, you're late for your your tune-up. Uh, Want to schedule an appointment? Why, yes, yes, I do, and mm. thank you for looking out for me. That's just one of the great things. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, they are track, keeping track, making sure that the automobile that you buy from them, you are keeping it in its top Forms. You don't have to keep coming in. And again, all makes and models can be serviced at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, but they're trying to save you money by making sure that your car is performing at peak performance. They're also trying to save you money with that credit clinic on site, trying to save you money with the bankrupts that are there trying to help you get the proper financing to make sure that you don't have to sweat your car payment, that you feel comfortable, that it's not weighing on you and you can enjoy your car from Greenway Kia West Palm Beach without fretting about making that monthly payment every single month. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, they're for everybody, and that's why I'm with them because they have your back. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, greenwaykiawestpalmbeach.com. Talking more Canes in Florida State when we come back. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
0: From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm
2: Beach,
1: you are listening to Ken Labicka live on ESPN 106.3. Just scrolling through my phone, hitting that Underdog Fantasy app, and getting ready to play Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code West Palm, one word. Get that deposit doubled up to one hundred dollars right now. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five different Week Nine NFL games. One of them, NFL Afternoon games only that's how detailed underdog fantasy is that's why you can play so many fantasy games there's never a boring moment full court friday with the nba five dollar entry a chance to win a share of a forty thousand dollar purse with underdog fantasy these are the types of dollar amounts this is the good stuff right here twenty five dollar entry seventy five hundred dollar winner for the dunk six-person draft I mean, I'm telling you, these are all super fun, tiny little leagues, and all right there for you at Underdog Fantasy. You never get bored, and you win yourself some money. Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. Again, promo code WESTPALM, all one word. Double that deposit up to $100 with Underdog Fantasy. Real quick, want to get to our EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week, and this one's going to be pretty simple. Let's get into it. Time now for the coolest
2: moment of the week. Cool cool
1: yeah the coolest moment of the week is brought to you by eds air conditioning let's go back to two nights ago because we didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday but the man tyler hero and he didn't travel whatever i don't care what the nba says tyler hero the game winning three to beat the kings 10 points in the fourth quarter
2: seven seconds left five hero for three
1: Tell them about it, E. Reid, Valley Sports, Florida, and the Heat season. It started when they beat the Warriors, so the Heat, in my mind, are 2-0 and yeah. right now. Tyler Hero with the game winner. That's the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. Christian, we have time for a, a, a quick Temple of Troll here. All right. Theo Dorsey is petty. He is going to FaceTime you. He's going to rip your team. He's going to rip your fantasy team. He wants you to feel hurt, and he's going to look you in the eye to make sure you know about it. If you're not in the same room, he is incredibly, incredibly mean-spirited when it comes to sports, and that's why we love him. It is time now for Theo Dorsey's Temple of Troll. Congregation, it's time to hear the good word. He prays for your sports pain. Rosieu
2: then rejoices and preaches pettiness. Theo Dorsey is in his bully pulpit in the Temple of Trolls. I'm going to tell you guys right now, stop taking advice from Stone Labanowitz. <laughs> stop oh, man. taking – you're going to hear in a couple hours here on Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina, Stone give out his little six promises where he's telling you what lines to bet on and all Stop it. Whenever he tells you anything, you run it through me first. You send it through me. And here's why. Stone had the unlucky privilege of facing me in fantasy football in our Ken Levick Alive show, Fantasy Football League. How that go,
1: Dale? I
2: whooped that tail. I whooped that tail. And I didn't just whoop that tail. My bench damn near outscored his starters. I beat him 158-71, to the Friday Night Lights flying hot dogs or whatever he wants to call himself. I mean, the dude started Daniel Jones, Blackshear, Wondell Robinson, a bunch of dudes scoring single digit, and this is the guy y'all lean to. This is the guy that makes promises that the people are following. I'm just going to let you know right now, if you want some real advice, if you want to really strengthen your fantasy football team or maybe win on underdog fantasy or maybe just pad your pockets a little bit, it's ahead of holiday season. Run those stones promises through me. If you want to make sure you're putting your money in the right place.
1: Six promises with Stone Lebanowitz today on the home team. But again, check with Theo check before with you do anything. So I guess, why don't you give a free play right now? Georgia, Tennessee, who do
2: you got? I put my money on Tennessee. They're the underdogs here. They showed us already they could beat Bama. Why not Georgia too?
1: Bold. Come on. Don't listen to that Lebanowitz guy and his six promises during Run home team today. Run it through me. Run it through Theo. He's the brains behind the yes. entire Organization. Good stuff, Theo. We'll talk to Theo next week. Christian Kett, I'm Ken. Have a great weekend. Go, Kane. Bye.